You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Coming up on this week's episode, I review Nova Launcher version 8 beta. I go behind the scenes of season 1 of Industrial Light and Magic on Disney+. Plus. And I review Thor Love and Thunder and Westworld Season 4, Episode 5. A. D. N. It's headphones nailed! What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Headphones Neil Reviews. I'm your host, as always, Headphones Neil, bringing you a very exciting review for this week. So to start it off with this week's Android segment, I wanted to do an early review and look at a popular Android launcher that, or whose um, new version is currently in beta form. The name of the launcher is called Nova Launcher, and version 8 is in beta form with a whole slew of new enhancements and features and things like that so I had a chance to install it I'm currently running the second beta or actually well technically the beta version 8.0.2 the launcher notably brings a redesign of the settings menu so it looks a lot more like your pixel settings menu so it kind of integrates well with your um, your Android experience especially if you're on a stock looking device But beyond that, it also incorporates a new auto-theming mode where it detects the colors from your uh, wallpaper and themes your settings menu, folder, um, and certain various other elements like folder backgrounds and things like that to match your wallpaper. So think of it along the lines of what the Pixel 6 launcher does with icons of or the stock icons and things like that with the notification drawer and all of that sort of stuff but on your home screen so it is a very nifty um, update it seems like it's working very well so far so basically because it's in beta form and there's a lot of new features going on it's kind of you know ironing out the kinks make sure it works on different devices different um, Android versions and things like that but overall the launcher is as snappy as you you would expect. Um, you can also do things like set your own palette, like follow the system, local wallpaper, set custom um, a palette, uh, set the a light or dark mode, adjust the colors on your own if you want. So if you want one color over another or 
you have a wallpaper that's kind of dark and it's extracting dark colors and things like that. So if you need to make minute adjustments, the launcher has that as well. Um, one of the other things that is of note is that Nova Launcher was bought out by a new um, analytics company from what I could tell uh, that they do. It's a company called Branch that also offers on-device uh, search options and things like that. So I haven't had a chance to test that out just because I kind of want to read more into what kind of analytics they're going to have, how their search works, what kind of data they pull, how they look into the data and that sort of stuff. But think of it along, or the best comparison I could make was that it's along the lines of what Brave Search does where it's supposed to be very localized and personalized search but doesn't. it's not supposed to send anything anywhere. So because I haven't heard of Branch, and granted there was a time when I had never heard of Brave either, I want to kind of give Branch a little bit more time so I can see what kind of information they're collecting, gathering, how it works, is it truly on device or anything like that. But from what it looks like, it offers an integration of what um, search apps like Sesame Search offer where you can search your contacts and apps and local media and things like that straight from your launcher. So. It does look very promising, so I'm going to give that a shot at some point, just so I just need to read a little bit more into that. But basically, with for me, the biggest thing with Nova Launcher is that they're offering a more native theming option, and it kind of feels like more of a lightweight version of what um, launchers like Action Launcher do. Um, Action Launcher has a lot of other things going on as well, but in my experience, or at least on OnePlus devices, it's not to say that it's a heavier launcher on other devices, but at least on OnePlus, Action Launcher feels a little bit sluggish or the animations are slower. It might be a, the way that the launcher is implemented, but for me, Nova Launcher has always been smoother, faster, feels more lightweight, more snappy, and things like that. So. Um, the upcoming update to Nova Launcher does seem like it's going to be a very good one. So I definitely recommend giving it a shot if you're if you're willing to try a beta version of the app. Um, you do have to join their Discord channel in order to get the beta updates for now. Um, ultimately, I'm sure if that, once everything, all the bugs have been worked out or the majority of the bugs have been worked out, it'll be pushed to Google Play for the public release. But for now, if you're interested in getting an early look at it, then definitely join the Discord channel and give it a shot. In my experience for the past like week or so, it has worked very nicely. I haven't experienced any crashes or anything like that. Uh, custom changing some of the icons is a little bit weird. It flashes extra, but I don't know if that's just an icon changing thing or a Nova Launcher beta thing. But in general, everything works. Uh, changing the icon pack is, is nice. Some of the customizations like widget corners and folders and all of that is as you would expect from prior versions. So definitely a launcher to continue checking out and using. So look out for that coming down the pipeline soon. Um, beta version is available now. So with that being said, as far as this week's um, Star Wars segment, I wanted to cover a couple of different things. So first is just a recommendation. I'm only about halfway through it, but season one of Light and Magic is now streaming on Disney+. Plus. So if you want to get a behind the scenes look at the creation of Industrial Light and Magic, how they were formed from the production of uh, Star Wars and New Hope, and how they moved into various other film industry, or into various other films, how they became a big name in the film industry then definitely check it out it's a six episode season so i don't know if it's a limited run or if they're going to have more seasons later or if they're going to turn into maybe 
more um, micro looks at individual films they worked on, but if you want a broad look at how they were formed from the creation of Star Wars and then how they moved into a bigger production studio for audio and video and um, effects and things like that, then definitely give it a watch. Like I said, I'm about halfway through and so far I'm really interested in it. Um, I can't wait to finish it. It's a very good look at some of the, there's a lot of, you know, video footage from back in the day, a lot of pictures, um, a lot of story from the various people who worked during the time and all of that. So definitely worth checking out. The other bit of update for this week is I'm continuing my playthrough of Knights of the Old Republic. Um, I have just finished, as of this recording, um, Tatooine. So I've got the star map, um, i finished the swoop raising, gone to the Sand People Enclave. And this particular playthrough was a little bit unique in that this time around I actually learned for the first time that if you make friends with the Sand People and then you're able to talk to this uh, chieftain, and get a quest where you can, if you take the crate Dragon Pearl back to him, you'll actually be able to learn about the history of the Sand People, that they were there before the builders of the star maps, and they've actually been on Tatooine since the planet was a forest planet. So you actually get a history of the Sand People and a history of Tatooine, which only, I guess, comes up if you make friends with them. So that was actually pretty interesting to learn. Um, granted, you can only make friends with the Sand People if before you go to their um, area of Tatooine, you've purchased HK-47 and he's in your party and he's able to translate what the chief has done. You have to basically be on your best behavior the whole time and you're not or once you've made friends with him, you're not supposed to take anything out of their uh, wicker bins and things like that. So ultimately, I guess, or technically, if you once you make friends with them, you get the story to get all of that done and you want to um, get it like get all that inventory from their wicker basket. I assume you could probably once you once you give him the crate dragon pearl and you want to get it back to use your lightsaber, um, then you would have to take their wicker baskets and start attacking them, clear them out. So um, I actually didn't do that. But now thinking about it um, after the fact, it actually might be something to consider since I'm playing the dark side version. And I think the Crate Dragon Pearl is one of the higher powered crystals in the game, so I might want to get that back. So um, just something to look out for and something I didn't think about um, since I finished it. So I'll probably actually go back and do that, see if I can get that Crate Dragon Pearl back since it's with the Chieftain. But one of the nifty little things as well is that regardless of if you become friends with the Sand People or not, you can still get the Chieftain's gaffy stick for giving him the moisture evaporators, take it back to the Zerka office, and they don't care one way or the another. As long as the attack stops, then Zerka is happy, so a nice little thing there. Um, the other thing I learned while playing through my playthrough on Tatooine this time around, or maybe I had forgotten and I remembered now, is that in the Swoop Racing um, forum with, I think the, guy, the racer's name is Nico, and then the um, Hut's name is Mata, that if you're on the dark side and once you've finished the swoop races and um, climbed to the top of the leaderboard, you can convince Nico to join, sign with Mata and force persuade him to um, sign up and tell him that the deal is good so you get dark side points there. But you can actually, um, if you have enough um, persuade points, so for me I have um, a fetch mind as far as dark side points go, so I think there's 
um, mind control and dominate mind. So I think I have both of those and I have some persuade skills. So if it's high enough, you can actually persuade Manta to give you extra racing bonds for signing Nico. And this is on top of what he would give you originally. I bring that up just because um, if you've um, already taken care of beating the Rodian on Yavin Station a bunch of times to get a discount on his goods, um, I mean, regardless, you're going to get better prices for those racing bonds with the Rodian. But if you want a significant boost in um, coins or credits or whatever, then Force Persuading Mata to give you extra racing bonds will allow you to sell those extra bonds to the Rodian and get that much more money from the Rodian to have spending cash. So if you want to get more repair parts and computer spikes, med packs and things like that, um, buy more goods and generally just have extra uh, credits to spend, then I would definitely recommend doing that. So in this case, this is one of the benefits of being on the dark side in Knights of the Old Republic and having the persuade points is that you are able to um, have more spending cash for things like that. So um, that's one of those things that I didn't realize, I guess, was that important or that significant of a thing. But um, it's probably one of those things I probably also didn't really care about because I never had that high of a persuade skill or uh, I didn't have, you know, effect mind or dominate mind. So it's like trying to convince the huts to do something for you. And they always say fail because I guess they're force resistant. But I guess if you're strong enough in the force, you can overpower that. Um, so I definitely recommend doing that as well, especially if you're on the dark side is to um, because you're going to be getting more um, dark side points for uh, force persuading people to do things that are evil that um, persuade or bulk up on your persuade points and convince as many people to do things for you as possible, like give you credits. Um. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, go away or leave, convince the huts to do things in your favor. So um, definitely a fun little fact there to get extra racing bonds to get extra credits. So with that being said, I'm going to jump into this week's reviews. So to start it off, I finally had a chance to watch Thor Love and Thunder. So my review is not necessarily going to be anything new or different or unique versus what you may have seen or heard already. But for me, uh, one of the things is that I actually did enjoy the film quite a bit. It was a good time. It's actually doing in the the I guess phase four is what we're in that is doing in the current phase what um, Thor Ragnarok did in its um, phase that it brings a good time it rounds out prior storylines it kind of built starts building what we're gonna see in future phases so um, of course we bring back um, Natalie Portman as Jane Foster we learn that she has cancer and that Mjolnir is calling to her and actually grants her temp a temporary reprieve in her pain and actually makes her stronger so she becomes the mighty Thor. So her interactions with um, Thor are very fun and entertaining. I like their um, getting back together, getting over their fight, the history of um, their past, why they broke up and all of that. So. I, de I definitely enjoy all of that. Of course, my favorite character in the Thor films is Korg. So I definitely enjoy um, his storytelling, his matter-of-factness of everything, learning about his gods, um, and basically um, how new people in his race are formed in the lava pits. So um, all in all, good films. Um, I actually also like that we see a little bit of loosely translated... Um, I guess Greek mythology in that Zeus is a vengeful god so once Thor kills him we have that end credit scene that he calls on his son Hercules to go after and kill Thor so for me that actually became something where it feels like that is supposed to set up um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe's version of mutants which I guess we're going to start seeing in a couple of years so um, things like that stood out. I like that we saw um, Natalie Portman be able to reach Valhalla, so I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to play into effect, if that's going to tie in somehow to maybe like an Eternals 2 or something else in Phase 5 or 6, I guess. But overall, for me, it was a good time. It wasn't necessarily anything mind-bending or crazy or anything like that. It's basically, it feels like it's just setting up all sorts of different individual things like with um, Eternals, with Shang-Chi, uh, um, um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Spider-Man, No Way Home, where we have all these individual elements. So Phase 4 just feels like that stepping stone into the multiverse, into the universe as a whole. And 
ultimately the things that we see now going forward in phase five i guess is going to build upon that and create another focus so one of the things that's um i was under trying to understand and follow up on was that a lot of people didn't like it a lot of people don't like phase four because it didn't have doesn't have that big bad villain like we had with thanos but it feels like phase four is setting up some of the higher mysteries of the universe so we're going to be able to tie in some of those various other villains and gods and things like that but you can't do that it feels like they can't do that without some of the setup and preamble so while we didn't have thor immediately i guess we had thor's um um, random appearance appearances throughout the first couple of phases and they haven't done that since Thanos so I guess they're trying to set up maybe more of the kind of like the mysteries of the force kind of thing where they don't want to reveal any particular single particular theme but ultimately we're gonna have those um characters show up and it feels kind of along the lines and I'm only using this example as a means of having an example and not because I particularly like the setup but it's kind of like sending Steppenwolf ahead of Darkseid where you don't know that Steppenwolf was doing it until well, I mean I guess with the signer cut you do know that he's doing it but you send Steppenwolf as an advanced party and then you have Darkseid coming after so it feels like they're working their way towards having a Steppenwolf kind of character show up um, at some point, let's say in phase five, and then phase six becomes the ultimate, the next big universe or galaxy size bad guy or bad guys that have to be dealt with with the humans and the Eternals and various other people on various other planets. So it feels like it's going to be a multi-phase setup. So we'll see how they go from there. But as far as Thor itself goes, it was a good individual setup and a good start to introducing the gods and starting to build and basically they're going to be able to build from that from here so with that being said um i also had a chance to watch westworld season four episode five and all i gotta say is it's i'm they're continuing to build my on my theory that um they're building towards a setup of westworld being an early version of the Matrix, you have characters like Tessa Thompson being, I guess, the architect, um, the man in black being one of her minions, and I guess those one of the, kind of like a carry forward. He feels like he's kind of kind of gonna be like those vampire creatures, um, or the twins, the ghost brothers, I guess. Like one of those kinds of characters that have been around for a while. They know how the system used to be, but now that the system's evolved, they're kind of they're basically a relic and antiquated. Um, we have the guy, the main character from Into the Badlands, who kind of feels like um, another version of, like an early version of Morpheus, like a, a built upon of the character, kind of what we see in Bernard. Um, you have the Helmsworth guy, who's kind of like another version of, kind of like a, another version of like Neo, I guess. So they're kind of splitting up that personality between him and. Dolores. Um, Teddy is also kind of another personality of Morpheus. So one of those things where they they have individual traits and ultimately they're going to need a singular character to merge them all into or maybe the Matrix is going to create a singular person out of that or something along those lines. But essentially, you know, with the panning shots over New York um, are, that are very reminiscent of um scenes of the matrix like when morpheus is training neo in 
uh, what can and can't be done, what the system is, what happened, um, all the humans ultimately setting off that um, device to block out the sun. So I f it feels like they're that that's what's ultimately going to happen here as well. So we'll see how it goes by the end of the season and what they decide to do with all of that. So that's all there is for this particular review and um, episode. So if you have any questions, comments, feedback, or anything like that, you can comment on this post on Twitter at PatelN01. The website is headphonesneal.reviews for past episodes, subscription links, supporting the show, and all of that good stuff. And if you have any, uh, or if you want to support the show, get ad-free um, versions of the show, um, periodic bonus updates, and our bonus content and upcoming updates and on reviews and what I'm up to and things like that, then you can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash battalion01. But that is all for this particular episode. Thanks for tuning in and until next time.